Well, I'm coming to you today, gosh, it's springtime in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm thinking a lot about vacations that I took as a child and what I love so much about being a resident of Louisiana. Mind you, I did not always live here. I was born in Stillwater, Oklahoma in 1957. And my early memories of Stillwater were going to this ranch that my dad was co-owner of and counting the cows. That was my job. Dorothy, count the cows. It took me all afternoon and I don't think I could count past five. <laughs> so, you know, but it was an adventure for me. I loved it. And I can remember going to the little cafeteria on Main Street. It was called Skeen's Cafeteria, I think. Yeah, Skeen's Cafeteria. And there would be cowboys at the tables, you know, just the, there were cowboys walking down Main Street. I even got to see some Indians in ceremonial garb. I remember that distinctly too. But it was just a whole different place to be in Oklahoma. From my vantage point, I saw a whole lot of cowboy boots and chaps and spurs. But that was a neat way to get started. But my family moved back to Louisiana, where both of my parents were from. My father um, was born actually in Lyne, Arkansas, but grew up in Bastrop, Louisiana, just a little bitty town. And um, his family eventually settled in another town that's a beautiful small town called Start, Louisiana, outside of Ravel. So when we moved back to Louisiana and we drive four hours to go visit my dad's mom, my granny Chambers, and I got to know my first cousins and experience farm life. I mean, it was amazing to me. And I remember the smell of pie when we would walk in because my granny Chambers always made sure to have beautiful fruit pies for us and I can remember a, a, a meal that really centered around her garden. I remember I remember like beans and rice or field peas and I don't know it was beautiful. Cornbread. I remember cornbread. So anyway my mother though was not from North Louisiana. My mother was from Cajun country. So if you're in Baton Rouge and you want to see her family, it's not a four hour drive, it's an hour and a half. And um, admittedly, we made more trips south just because it was closer. And one of my sad things is I have such wonderful memories of North Louisiana. I guess I wish I I don't know, I wish I had gotten to, to know those relatives better. I loved going fishing there. I loved, I loved the little lakes around there and it was cane pole fishing and um, conversation. It was beautiful. My South Louisiana mom was from a little town outside of Lafayette outside of Erath, Henry, Louisiana. 
And some people would, to be more specific, it was Prairie Greg. <laughs> so that was so different. Everything about the culture, the language that they spoke, um, they spoke Cajun French. And my daddy would always laugh because he knew he was being talked about. He didn't know French, but he knew that when people would say something in French and then go Doyle and laugh, they were talking about him. <laughs> so the, the, the whole atmosphere was different. It was, it was uh, les élèves bon temps roulé. And one thing I remember doing when we did go to South Louisiana, we would meet up at Grand Isle, the cousins and aunts and uncles and my grandma. And I remember wading in the water, but mainly I remember my mother putting up crab lines and baiting the lines real good so that she could bring in some crab for dinner. And I can remember my daddy taking a simpler approach. <laughs> he just had a, um, a pole and a net. And he'd walk in the water and he'd see them. You could see them in the water and he'd just scoop up the crabs. And if, he, if we could get a whole garbage can full of crabs, he was a happy man. Well, so I, I ended up writing a song about Grand Isle. Because, you know, in Louisiana, you may have heard about erosion. Grand Isle is literally at the end of the road in, Grand, in uh, Louisiana. It's like, you stop. Okay, we're at Grand Isle. And um, I have happy memories there. And I would love to share this song. It's called Going Crabbing. took Highway 308, man, we took LA-1, down Bayou Lafourche in the noonday sun, passed through Thibodeau, cut off La Rose, by the time we got to Leeville, man, we knew we was close. No, we didn't pull a boat, that was not our style, we had smaller fish to fry when I was a child. We took that yearly trek 150 miles down to the end of the road hmm. at Grand Isle. At Grand Isle. At Grand Isle. Grab them net, grab them line. It's crabbing time. My mom had set out the lines in them shallow water, beat them up real good, just like her daddy taught her. Oh, she stood by tradition. See, it's a waiting game. You let the bait do the work and then <clears throat> stake your claim. Now, my daddy, he hated to wait on the bait to do its thing. See, he had the swagger of a crabbing king. He'd wade through the water with a singular goal. He'd scoop up passing crabs into his net on that pole. 
Grand Isle, a Grand Isle. Grab them net, grab them line. It's crabbing time. Oh, we'd hit the beach in time to greet the sun. And we'd crab till noon or at the very latest one. We'd pull our catch, everybody the winner. Well, that very night, we'd be boiling them up for dinner. Mm -mm. A grand aisle, a grand aisle. Grab them net, grab them line, it's crabbing time. A grand Grand Isle. Grab them net, grab them line. Shay, it's crabbing time. It's crabbing time. It's crabbing time. Ça, c'est bon. to admit that um, I do love to fish. There are things though about fishing in Louisiana that are not as convenient. As I've gotten older I've been a little afraid to look out of a boat and see an alligator in the spillway. <laughs> I don't know what I think they're gonna do but I used to be fearless. I would see all that and go cool! A snake! Oh cool! Because, see, there were bass in that water. And when I was first um, dating my husband, we would go fishing every Saturday. That was our thing. And I loved it. I loved that quiet in the spillway. And what I'm talking about is the Atchafalaya spillway. That's the place between Baton Rouge and Lafayette and great fishing. Beautiful Louisiana scenery if you like moss and trees and alligators and and boy howdy can you catch some fish there. And as a woman, I always wanted to catch my fish, you know. Um, it took a while for me to learn how to actually cast without, what do you call that, backlashing, backlashing. And I practiced and I practiced. <laughs> And I practiced and I practiced some more and I finally got it. And I would fish with a purple worm with a fire tail, a pink fire tail. And there's this finesse to casting just right when you're in the spillway and you're trying to catch some bass. And that, that bait just tips the bank and you see it, the worm just sort of dragging into the water and you very carefully drag it and pull it up, drag it, pull it up. Make it look enticing, right, for the fish. Um, I was pretty proud of myself one time we went fishing, to be real honest with you. And that was because my husband and I, my boyfriend at the time, my now husband, he and I were fishing in a little slough 
off of maybe Bayou Pigeon. I don't, I'm not sure. So he would fish from the front of the boat and I was in the back and he would operate the trolling motor. And to be real honest, I know how this works. Now, he put me in the back and I had to fish out the back and he would be in the front to work the trolling motor so he could fish in the front and the back. <laughs> I figured that out. Um, something happened one day. Um, Warren, my husband, he would always sing to me and say silly things while we were fishing. And this particular time, I didn't join in the song and I didn't laugh, I didn't comment. And he looked back and my rod tip was pointed down. My rod was at an arc. There was, there was a big something on my line. And so his comment was, okay, don't worry. It's probably just a shoe pick. That's a, a fatty fish that we don't usually eat in Louisiana. At least he doesn't. And he said, don't worry, don't get nervous. I've got the net. It'll be all right. All of a sudden, it, he realized it was not a shoe pick. It was a largemouth bass. And it jumped, leapt up out of the water saying, uh-uh, I'm not coming with you. And boy, it went back down, and now he gets nervous. Dorothy, keep the rod tip down. Reel it in. Keep the rod tip down. He had the net there for me. I mean, it was pretty much heaven. Ended up weighing five pounds, four ounces or something. Well, it was the biggest fish we caught that day. But to make it even sweeter, there was a gentleman, a couple of old men fishing with cane poles and they trolled their motor, trolling motored up to us and told my husband, hey, if she catches one more like that, we're going to have to ask her what she's fishing with. I think it, I think it really, I think maybe made him a little proud, but, well, I mean, the, the woman outfished the man that day. Anyway, this next song I wrote because I love to celebrate the idea that women, it's okay for women to like to fish too. I do. And I don't do it often enough, but, but there's something about being outdoors and just enjoying that time. So I'm going to give you a story of a, of a woman who loves to fish and a, a Cajun husband who loves to do the cooking because he's way better at it. That would sort of be like my life. <laughs> Now, this song was written because there was a project that was initiated and I participated, although it didn't come to fruition. The idea was that Baton Rouge songwriters should write a song that's family friendly and that represents Louisiana. And it was going to go on a CD. All these different entries were going to go on a CD. And the CD was going to be given to parents that year at the hospital where their babies were born. I kind of love that idea. So, um, family friendly. 
Here I Come. I wrote it about something you may not know about. It's called Can't Rush a Roo. That's spelled R-O-U-X. And it's part of Cajun cooking. And it involves flour and oil and cooking it while you stir it for about on super low about an about an hour. So it's just right. And um, that would not be my forte. My husband loves to make a roux. I'm the one that would go to the store and get the jar with the roux in it. Because frankly, it's really good. <laughs> so anyway, that's what this song is called. It's called Kate Russia Roux. Mama's going fishing, Daddy's working on the roof, slowly stirring and wishing Mama'll catch a few. Cook the oil and flour down, cast iron skillet till it turns a perfect brown. Takes time, you can't will it, you can't rush a roof. No, you can't rush a That's what we say in Louisiana. Can't rush a Mama's casting a line while Daddy's working on that roux. Hopes to catch eight or nine before the day is through. An hour will pass before she even gets a bite. Bass or no bass, Mama loves the peace and quiet. You can't rush a fish. No, you can't rush a fish. It's what we say in Louisiana. You can't rush a fish. Mama caught a nice bass and a slew of sackolay. Daddy's cleaning them out back. They'll have sauce pecan today. Add some rice and some corn and a dessert or three. They've been cooking since morn to feed their family. No, you can't rush a meal. No, you can't rush a meal. It's what we say in Louisiana. Can't rush a meal. No, you can't rush a room or much of anything you do. That's how we live in Louisiana. Can't rush a Well, I realized one thing uh, for sure. I. I didn't mention that I've already done a podcast about 
um, my grandmother in North Louisiana. And it was my Thanksgiving edition. I encourage you to listen to it. I, I love the song that I wrote about my granny chambers and just about the whole, the whole way of life in North Louisiana, which was, gosh, I, I think I appreciate it even more now than I ever did before. So I hope you've enjoyed my uh, water adventure episode. And see y'all next time.